Welcome to a life well lived. Grow, preserve, and transfer your wealth with Ken Olette, CPM Certified Portfolio Manager and Founder of Orca Wealth Management. In this podcast, he will provide some clarity in setting goals needed to build, preserve, and transfer wealth and overcome some of life's financial obstacles. Ken provides actionable steps to help you plan through your financial ups and downs in a way everyone can understand. Join us on this journey where Ken will explore many financial avenues, drawing from his three decades of experience in helping others avoid risking a lifetime's worth of work and savings by not having a plan and a strategy in place. Now, on to the show. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. And it is one. It's a good one, that's for sure. You know why? Uh, but I'm, I can't wait. Why? <laughs> because there's now 515 days until my wife and I hopefully will be retired. 515 days. So you haven't broken that down now, by minutes and seconds yet? Well, I was going to say that's, you know, that's, that's work days. So that's one thing. And then if you throw in a few vacation times, maybe, you know, and maybe a sick day here and there, but yeah, it's a little under 4,000 hours. 4,000 hours. So do you know how many actual work days with vacations and stuff? Have you figured that out? No, yeah, that's, that's a bit much. Yeah. I think this is probably a bit much, but I, I have a calendar on my phone. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It tells me. <laughs> Good deal. Well, so I think, you know, going forward, we should probably have this as a running tally so we can get you all the way to the finish line. It'd be kind of great for the listeners to travel yeah. along with you as we get that, uh, that down number down to zero. The little train that could, you know, it's like, we think we can, we think we can, we think we can. Yeah. Well, tonight uh, or today's topic is the five ways to protect seniors from financial abuse. So a really, um, a, a really important topic. Um, it's kind of a dour one uh, that it even happens. But yeah. But I mean, does it have, well, I'm sure it does happen, but I mean, it's, it's so amazing that you see things on TV now and then you don't believe that it actually can happen. And I mean, have you seen it in your 30 years? I mean, oh, yeah. firsthand. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen it, um, and we have protected our clients on several cases, of which I'll, I'll go over some of those examples uh, in today's podcast. But yeah, it uh, it's more prevalent than you think. I mean, even even the small abuses um, turn into big abuses, and it's just something to be aware of. So I think it's an important topic for the listener. Oh, definitely, definitely, and from a different angle too. I, I kind of feel like I'm getting to be a senior here. Yeah, you're not. You're about what five hundred and <laughs> play. So uh, I don't know what they technically. You know what is a senior nowadays? You know, it seems like people are living longer, and um, you know what, what's the old saying now? The the, the seven the, the seventy is a new fifty or something like that. Or yeah, fifties is a new thirties. Even it's like amazing. Yeah. More and more people are staying alive longer, right? And they're also doing more amazing things. It's it's incredible, and particularly yeah. that I've seen with my with my clients, it's, um, very, very active seniors, um, whether they be 80 or 90 years old, it's incredible. So now, yeah, I was going to say, so what exactly is, I mean, what kind of threats are there that, I mean, I could think of some basic ones, but I mean, I don't, what, what kind of threats have you seen? Yeah. So what we're going to do is just as an outline. So we're going to understand, we're going to go over segment one, we'll be understanding the threat. Then we don't want to talk about ways to protect your loved ones, obviously. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up, um, because those two, two segments are, are rather lengthy. So and then we'll just kind of wrap it up and, uh, and give some closing remarks, but yeah, understanding the threat. Um, well, it can be 
anything that targets seniors. So, you know, it, it used to be that, um, you know, the, these, these, these people that go out there and they do this, they, they, they prey on sometimes the, maybe the least financially literate, um, maybe the more trusting. And so what we're seeing is, is that there's several of these schemes that people can use. I mean, everybody's, everybody's probably been touched by phishing at some form or another. And I'm not talking about the phishing with an F, but with a P and have you have yourself been ever uh, exposed to a phishing? Oh, scheme? Of course. Uh, well, not directly. I mean, other than I've received a few emails, it's like, really, I'm, I'm not, you know, you just delete them. Right. But uh, yeah, it was yesterday. I think I had three in a row and then phone calls. It's like, really? You know? Yeah. 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 So, you know, I have actually been a victim of phishing. When I first got married, my wife, there was, uh, for those listeners that don't know, a phishing scheme is typically, it makes it look like it's from your bank or your credit card or, you know, Bank America is a popular one, Wells Fargo. And what they will do is the the email looks essentially exactly like um, it comes from, from the, but, but they'll ask for information that they would never ask for in an email, right? They're asking for either account numbers, they're asking for uh, driver's license numbers, social security numbers, things of that nature. So my wife, uh, one from Bank America, we banked with Bank America, she got one and she responded to it. Um, so it was a problem, you know, it became where we had to uh, really do some some backtracking. So they make these things look very, very, very good, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. so good. I mean, especially when you, then you have to click the link. If they don't even ask for information, but click this link to see why your package is not being delivered on time. Yeah. And once you get the link, it's like, whoa. Yeah, I've been getting an incredible amount of those that, that you know, you owe us money. They'll use they'll use fraudulent schemes from um the IRS, local mm -hmm. government, packages as you said is a really good one or you know, here is your your bill notice, click on this. Um, you know, any way to to part you from your information. I mean, fraudulent lotteries, uh that's been kind of a big one. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, one of the major one is kind of deceitful caregivers, if you can believe it. Wow. Just taking advantage of the situation they're in. Yeah. They have someone that trusts them and they say, well, here, you know, let me do this for you. Yeah. You know, I've seen, you know, we've, I had, um, I had of, of all, of all people, we had a Catholic priest who, um, who, who actually amassed a, a fair bit of money, um, in his retirement, but he wouldn't, he never spent anything. You know, he lived very, very frugally and he had, before he he got he got sick he he was very adamant that he wanted to leave his his funds to a um to a, a monastery in in Georgia for for these nuns and he had a like a second cousin or something like that everybody's got a second cousin right everybody's got <laughs> and this person was you know had ill intent and so we had we had had the the, the priest had a stroke and so he was in bad shape. The second cousin comes out of the woods as the only living relative or something of this nature and tries to get him to sign um, forms to be able to, to take his, his net worth when he, when he passed. Well, we were able to circumvent that. We were able to bring that up the chain and do an elder abuse claim. And we were able to stop that. So that's just one instance where a deceitful caregiver, whether it be a relative a friend or a hired person. Yeah. So you guys got to be on, it's, it's got to be on the radar. I see, uh, I, I watched the news a couple of days ago about, uh, 
an older person, um, retired, not retired, well, retired, but, uh, also, um, his, you know, spouse passed away and, and then, you know, of course, when the younger person always shows any interest in you, you know, he, he kind of glean towards it and then it comes down to, oh, but I need to, you know, to get, I need $500,000 to get unlocked, uh, 8 million and one of those kind of schemes. And the guy, you know, sold his house, his mortgage and everything else before the, FBI came in and it's like, he already lost 500,000, which is his life savings. And it's like, wow. Yeah. And I mean, and now it's even getting a little bit, and we're going to talk about that in a cybersecurity one we're going to do, but the, this artificial intelligence is so good. They, oh, can, they can map and mirror loved ones voices. I was just thinking of that same thing when you said that. Yeah. So we have to realize what we're up against in this is that there are areas in Russia and in Africa, um, Nigeria has had a large, large um, populace of, of of banks of of internet cafes, where you have to remember the socioeconomic circumstances of these individuals might not be to what we would think as a standard here, and so they have nothing to do all day. Some in some instances, but sit in an internet cafe and bombard people with emails. And they're just basically trying to throw as much up at the wall to see what sticks. And if they get one person, you know, that's a fruitful day. So there's people that their full-time job is, is preying on individuals and they'll use any means necessary. Oh, it's just crazy. And they take advantage of situations that are at hand, mm -hmm. like COVID, um, I'm, I, my job. And there's like, uh, somebody, well, some group filed five or six of us for unemployment. And my boss goes, are you unemployed? And I said, not yet. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, I mean, and it's just like, so we had to file the paperwork saying, no, they're employed, all this. But there, it's so many of these unemployment claims, false ones, and it creates oh. so much havoc for everyone else. Yeah. I mean, that's just, but, but there's no real barrier of entry for someone to do this. All you need is a laptop and a telephone in some instances and an email address. And, you know, typically they're going to come from anytime I get an email from Gmail that says, Hey, you have a bill or this or what or the other, or like you said, hover over the, over the, the, the Earl and you can tell where it's from. Um, you know, you know, it's suspect or, or you should, you should actually, that should perk up your ears a little bit. Yeah. Well, but as a senior older, they aren't as savvy in the world. They haven't had computers their entire lives. Right. I mean, how do you protect your loved ones? Yeah. And so, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the, the, the second one is how do we, what, what are the five key strategies for safeguarding ourselves, seniors from financial, financial exploitation. So let's dive in it, facilitate discussions, right? I think that starting conversations with your family about financial abuse, if you see it happening um, and you know, it's kind of, this is a difficult one because for the listener, you know, sometimes the children are responsible for some of the financial abuse. I've seen that in my, in my years of doing this where, um, you know, the children have taken advantage of the parents because they can, you know, the, the parent may be, maybe slipping a little bit. Um, and you know, and they, they don't realize it, of course, right. They don't realize it. And, um, you know, we monitor the transactions a lot of times just to facilitate a conversation. And so that's the important importance of that conversation. So if we see, if we have a 75 year old client and we see a large um, check come through or uh, something on their debit card or something along that lines that we see, we will 
it'll be flagged typically um, by our back office. And then we will we'll make that call. It's not as if we're, we're trying to um, micromanage a client and in, in their spending or anything like that. It's just as one more layer of protection. If we see something out of the norm, just to call and say, Hey, we noticed that this came through. We just want to make sure um, that it was you that wrote the check. The circumstances are good. Everything's okay. Yeah. It's, you know, what? And it's a lot like your banks. I mean, your banks will do the same thing for just every day. If you, we went on vacation in Disney and um, I got bounced or it said, you can't get buy this ice cream. I'm like, what the heck? So I call them up and they say, well, you're on vacation. We didn't know that. And so I had to give them my three secret answers to questions, which I didn't remember. But, you know, a half hour later, I was buying ice cream again. But that, <laughs> you're doing the same thing. Yeah. When it's, when you're going through it, you're kind of grumbling about it, right? You're like, oh, why is, you know, I can't believe this is happening, uh -huh. uh, but they're just really trying to protect you. Yeah. In the long run, it's a good thing. Long run, it's a good thing. Um, so, so we want to discuss, we want to have awareness. You know, that's one of the first steps towards protection. Just want to make those aware of, of the major or anything that is, seems unusual. All right. Just, just if it's unusual, talk with one of your children about it. If you're a senior or a trusted mm -hmm. friend or, you know, your financial advisor, and I'll have clients call me, email me all the time. Hey, I got this. Is this from you? Is this legit? And, um, and we will, we will have that conversation with, but just bring up that awareness. I think it's important. Okay. And then, and then, you know, simplify your finances. So, you know, if you've got a lot of credit cards, you got automatic bill payments and stuff like that. Um, maybe reduce the, the amount of credit cards you have and uh, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, automate as much as you can uh, on the bill payment process on a secure bill pay system, which, you know, we, for my wife and I, you know, we use um, bank America on the business side and we use Wells Fargo on the, on the personal side. So, you know, we have two areas where we have money coming in and out of, and so we can monitor that pretty closely, right? So it's not, it's we're not we're not having to look at 50 different uh sources of in out uh credit cards this or you know we keep mm -hmm. it very simple now do you do that in your own life as well don we have two banks as well two banks as well now how are you no i take that back the house is under a third bank but that's yeah, yeah. your mortgage is typically gonna you know depending on oftentimes they'll sell that loan too so then you're dealing with a bank. <laughs> yeah but do you try to um, simplify in terms of credit cards or do you have, are you one we, of the, we each have one card at each bank and that's about all we have. I will say though, we did just get an Amazon cause I wanted that 5%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's didn't really need it, but yeah. 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 So, you know, you're there's, so a lot of people play that game too. If you have a balance, you try to get a new credit card and then you move the balance and no, you know, zero interest. The trouble is, is then you can end up with seven, eight, nine accounts and that opens you up to maybe, um, a problem. So you got to monitor it even closer. So you're not real. Simple. Yeah. There's more things there. You, you don't need seven accounts unless you're doing that game. But when you're in your sixties and seventies, I think the game is over. Yeah. 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 Or you, or you should at least, you know, simplify the game a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Regular monitoring. I think this is huge. So I, I pay for uh, Experian, which monitors my credit. Yeah. It's five bucks a month. I have some people that chaff at that, but I love the sense of security I get. And I have no, you know, we have no vested interest or there's in any of these, I'm not a paid advertiser for Experian by any means. Uh, but there's other services you can use. LifeLock, I think is one, but mm -hmm. 
we've just used Experian for, for several years and I'll get, I'll get flags when, when something is my credit, there's an inquiry. I'll get flags when, um, you know, even on the dark web, they'll, they'll put, I don't, I don't really know what the dark web is, but they'll, they'll tell you what exactly. <laughs> maybe you can tell me what the, our listener is with the dark web. I always say, just, just don't go there. Web. Don't go there. <laughs> No, what I would add too is I'm not gonna be whatever. Um, but I, I, we too use Experian, and uh, I, I find it uh, 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 for five bucks. Uh, my myself and for my wife, I think it's incredible. Yeah. And a good example for that one is we have our credit frozen because a we're not buying anything, we don't need it anymore. Excellent, so it's yeah. just frozen, and that was free. You have to manually go to each place, but it's frozen. And then when I was, remember, I was just talking about the Amazon card I just got, uh, I, I applied for it and it denied me. And I'm like, what the, then I remembered it was frozen. And then literally I got a notice from experience saying someone tried. And then when I unfroze it like an hour later, uh, and was able to get the card and froze it back up again, it, it experience let me know that, Hey, you've just got a new one and it's a great service. And it's just that protection and freezing with Experian combination. I don't, you can't go wrong. Yes. Be- beautiful example. And we do the same thing. So if we're not um, actively going to be opening new credit, for instance, if like buying a home, you would not want mm-hmm. your credit open, obviously, or a car or, or something like that, uh, a major purchase typically or opening a new credit card, you would want to have that credit locked. And for four ninety five a month, you know, you get it locked um, and then nobody can access that credit um unless you unlock it and you then you're going to get an alert hey you know you're so you're going to you're going to get they're going to get denied which yeah. happens too. so i think that's a wonderfully simple thing that people should really explore experience does it there are a lot of other ones um but they monitor it for you because you can't be everywhere on the web right in the dark web in the dark web yeah so you know, and then, like I said in the previous, we highlight significant regularly reviewing financial statements, right? So we're looking at the client's um, stuff all the time. So when you're working with a financial advisor and they do predominantly a lot of the banking through the firm itself, we can monitor a lot of that. And we can discuss warning signs of suspicious, suspicious activity or, or things of that nature. But, you know, you still have to be, um, you have to be diligent yourself to be able to spot when things aren't awry because your financial advisor obviously is not going to be privy to your emails and things of that nature. Exactly. I'm down. So, so then, you know, you got also if you're on the material side, you want to stress kind of, we want to stress kind of the importance of keeping legal documents up to date and securely secured. So, you know, you don't, you know, you don't want to have a party at your house, a dinner party and, you know, have your trust, and your credit card statements sitting out in the kitchen. So, you know, it, even, even anywhere we like to lock those up, right. In a, in a locked cabin cabinet, something like that, your trust documents maybe be, um, be held, uh, in a safe deposit box. If people still use safe deposit boxes nowadays, it used to be real big, but, um, yeah, it's ever purpose yeah. and cheap at your bank. We got the old fire cabinet, the fire cabinet. Excellent. Excellent idea. So that's locked. It's fireproof. It's going to protect heavy. your documents. <laughs> it's heavy, right? And uh, it's going to protect you and your documents. So excellent idea. Um, and then, you know, you like to have when you when you were working with trusted professionals, whether they be attorneys or financial advisors, estate planning uh, attorneys, uh, CPAs. You, you know, you maybe you could have them periodically review 
you know, your financials and things of that nature and make sure that, that you're all on the same page. And particularly those documents, maybe in some instances, they would have a copy of those as well. Um, just in case something were to happen to you, uh, you know, in, in Florida, obviously, you know, we have the situation where hurricanes can come through and uh, just decimate a whole house. And you want to have those documents either in that fireproof safe or with somebody else as well. So if you don't have the fireproof safe, can we like, if we're with you, can we just send them to you and you'll scan them and have them in the system? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. It, it um, now some of the, when I was with, um, Wells Fargo in an employee capacity, they didn't like to keep, uh, documents, uh, clients documents like that. But as, as a registered in, um, investment advisor, and since we have a fiduciary responsibility, um, I'm I, I'm okay with that. I mean, because we're we work so closely with our clients that um, having a copy of the trust, any important documentation that might be able to assist if they were to um, something were to happen to them and their children mm -hmm. needed to come to us or the or, or the beneficiaries, I, yeah, I think um, I, I think it helps us in in our work for sure. And I think the last point, maybe, maybe one of the most important is exercise caution and sharing information. You know, I, I just, I mean, that's critical. You gotta be, you gotta be really cautious about, um, about who you trust with your financial information, whether it be your driver's license number, your social security. Um, a lot of people will flippantly ask for this data. You know, you go to, you go to a doctor or something like that, um, and sometimes I'll put, you know, I'll give it to you, but I'm not putting it on this form. Um, you know, it, it, there's just, there's just, you just don't want that floating around, you know? It's interesting because after 60, 70 years on this planet, it's around. <laughs> yeah, it is around. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you want, it goes back to, you want the right people to have it. Right. I mean, you can't get away with healthcare, insurance, things like that. I mean, it's, it's going to be there. But, you know, you don't, like you say, you don't have to fill out every form that asks for it. Yeah. And and I think, yeah, you want to trust who you have. You don't want to, you don't want to put it out there. You want to put it, limit the exposure to those, those personal numbers. And then another big thing is provide, we've got to be able to verify and identify callers and the legitimate legitimacy of the request. Right. So in our practice, if we have, above a certain threshold, a dollar threshold, we have to, we can do many of them directly via email with a client, right? The email comes from the client, mm -hmm. it's secured. We, we, we look at the ask and we can tell that it's, you know, within what the client typically does. There's nothing unusual, but above a certain threshold, we have to have a conversation with the client. And I know this, this makes clients, um, you know, just like you had, the situation with the credit card that got uh, declined at Disney, mm -hmm. you had to call them. The reason is, is because we're trying to verify the identity and, and the legitimacy of the request. So we will ask questions that even if the person had an AI voice, uh, that only that, that client would be able to answer. That's why when we, we set up a new account and they go through all those personal questions, you know, for your sign on and your password and stuff that if yeah. you be able to use, that's so we can ascertain regardless of what happens, whether who it is, we can, we can make sure it's you. That's asking. Yeah. I, it was like giving a DNA sample and my firstborn, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, but I feel very safe. <laughs> my but favorite, getting, it, my favorite one is when you can't remember 
the road that you were born on. <laughs> oh, some of those questions are out there for some time. Um, yes, yes, exactly. When you're, yeah, you know, in 1973, you said five things to a friend of yours. Right. What was the friend's name, and in what town did he was he born in? Yeah, or uh, or your first phone number. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They can get pretty in depth, no, no doubt. So it reminds me, um, we're talking about the sharing information, just how much is really out there. There's a, I was reading an article about this writer that he had this hashtag that someone wanted, you know, that some guy said, Hey, that's really cool. I want it. But he used it professionally for his writing. So he said, no, I'm not going to sell it to you. Well, the guy that wanted it knew his name and he started digging and started digging. Like he can calling in the, the hardware store next by and say, Hey, I live here. And like, oh, I forgot this, you know, he'd find out a little bit more information, a little bit more information. And he'd go up the chain until he got all the way to Apple which gave him his ID and, and login. And he deleted the guy's every device he had and every picture, everything. Yeah. And then he just wrote him and saying, Hey, you should just give me the hashtag. Yeah. And it's like, wow, people out there, uh, there's information out there. And if you just, if you want to work that much, it's painful. That's right. And there's, like I said, there's no barrier to entry. You, all you have to do is sit on your couch with your laptop and yeah. start, start just going down that, uh, that list. So, you know, in closing this thing up, Don, I think, we want to emphasize that there are strategies to protect seniors um, and we want to empower them to, to be, to simplify the finances, be in communication with trusted individuals, whether it be your children, um, your financial advisor, the professionals in your life. Um, and just have somebody kind of looking over your back that you really, really trust. I mean, I think that's the big thing. I think when, when we get somebody, the biggest prey item would be, a, a senior that's living alone that has no kids. That is mm -hmm. kind of the most uh, highest risk area. And so hopefully um, those individuals are working with somebody you know, on a professional basis that they trust that uh, has a, is a fiduciary that, that really has their best, best interests in mind. But uh, that's and my biggest. I also thing. see it as like a three tier system, like a, a chair, three chairs, mm -hmm. three legs. And one of them is like yourself. The second one is either family or maybe your tax accountant. The third one is your financial advisor. Each one looks after each other to make sure they're all good. Yeah, yeah. And if you lose one of them that goes sour, your chair is going to fall over. Yeah, and we're all looking over to the other person's shoulder. Exactly, because you can't put your trust in 100% everyone. Right. You always have to look out for yourself. Good point, Don. Well, 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 well put. Well, you, the listener, thanks for um for for, for this call. We were um. We're going to do it again in another week or so, and um, I don't know what the what we're going to do for a topic there. I think maybe uh, we're looking at maybe some cybersecurity kind of a lead um, from this this talk that uh, dive into that a little deeper. Um, but thank you, the listener. You know to reach us, it's Orca Wealth O R C A W E A L T H dot com. The website's always kind of the the best landing site for information on how to reach me, uh, my staff. All of our contact information is there. And, um, and if you like the pod podcast, please definitely, if you like it, yeah, give it a, give it a, uh, some comments there and, uh, give us a thumbs up. I mean, everybody on YouTube and everybody says this, the reason is, is because it moves you up. I mean, I have, um, if you don't get enough likes, my understanding is, is that it's hard to search for you. It, it, it goes down in the yeah probability. Yeah. 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 So, so please, if you like with the content you hear, um, leave some comments and uh, yeah, definitely comments too, because that'd be fun to see what angles you want us to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we, I, you know, I read the comments every night. So if there is a topic that you guys 
um, and girls want us to discuss, please put it in the comments and we will, we, we will attack that, uh, that subject. So Ken, what's coming up with you? What's on your agenda here? Uh, for what? Well, as far as do you have anything coming on with the business, as far as you're going to be working more besides the podcast, you, you doing any more outreach? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the clients, um, it's kind of a client only thing. We're doing doing webinars. We're going to be doing one a month on varying topics. Obviously, this this coming month uh, in March, actually, we're going to be doing a webinar on uh, tax planning, um, which is you know right around the corner, everybody's favorite time of year. Uh, we're going to do that, and then we're going to do some on um, varying topics of interest. More, you know, the scope of financial planning, um, tax preparedness, retirement distributions, all those things that I preach about in these podcasts. We're going to do a concentrated webinar um, for, for clients and their friends. That's going to be monthly. And then we'll do a quarterly one for, for those that are um, outside the realm of my clients. So even if you're not a client, you'll be able to get some good information from those. Thank you, Ken. Thanks, Don. Well, here we are. Another episode down. I've enjoyed it, as I always do. And I hope you have a great day, Ken. Hope everyone listening has a great day. Yes, sir. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Cheers. Thank you for listening to A Life Well Lived. Grow, preserve, and transfer your wealth with Ken Olette CPM. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Orca Wealth Management, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Orca Wealth Management, LLC does not provide legal or tax advice. Clients should seek the advice of a qualified attorney or accountant as necessary.